0: Now on to the report.
1: Welcome back to Reborn Report. I'm DJ Pfeiffer. And I'm Don Pfeiffer. And today we are talking about the prophecy in the Bible. It's a big subject, DJ. Yes, it is. Last week, we talked about the biblical truths, scientific facts that are in the Bible. And today, we're going to be further elaborating on why you can believe that the Bible is true. Proven prophecy. It's a big topic. Yeah. Well,
0: before we get started on that, DJ, I'd like to say this. The whole world has been experiencing trying times with the attack of the coronavirus and all of its physical, emotional, and financial aftermath. So during this time, we feel compelled to remind our listening audience and encourage you in these four truths. Number one, this disease, the coronavirus, is not from God. Not at all. He is our good father. The Bible tells us that whatever steals, kills, and destroys is the work of the evil one, the devil. That's right. In John 10:10 10, 10, it says the thief comes to s- steal kill and destroy referring to the devil. Mm-hmm. But the Bible does say this that the curse is in the earth. So unless we live in the Lord's redemption and protection it can affect anyone on the earth. Well the Bible says the earth is in the sway of the devil. That's right. And the good news for us is this, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, as it says in Galatians 3.13. I
1: think you should read that, TJ. I will. It says, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. It is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So...
0: All anyone has to do is repent of wrongdoing, believe and trust in the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right? Follow his ways, and then you can be safe. That's right. You know, the point number two I want to make is, the truth number two is, God is our source. You know, we see throughout the scriptures where God provided for his people miraculously. And in some of the bleakest circumstances, I might add, I'm thinking about the time when food was brought to God's people by ravens. That's a miracle. Yeah. Or what about the time when manna, God sent manna from heaven? Mm -hmm. And there's many, many, many many examples of this in the Bible. The point is this. If we really rely on him and follow his ways, he promises to take care of us. It says something like this, DJ, explains this. In Matthew 6:33, it was my brother Jamie's favorite verse, and I know why. You know, if, if you understand the meaning and what it says in Matthew 6:33, you want to read that, TJ? Yep, I'm almost
1: there. Six what? 33. Matthew
0: chapter six, verse
1: 33. It says, "Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need." You know, <laughs> and it, it, it goes on to say, "So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today." You're re- reading from the
0: New Living Translation, I believe, and in the in the translation that I usually use, it's the New King James Version, and I like that it's the way it says it there. It says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God in His righteousness." then all these things shall be added unto you. And what are all these things he's talking about? Well,
1: it says it right before that. Exactly. It says, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? You know, everybody thinks
0: that a lot of people I've heard say, well, it's all about heaven. God's, and it's all spiritual thing about heaven. No, he's talking about Real life things for this life here and now, and that's the whole purpose of our podcast, right, P- DJs, to show how God is relevant for your life here and now. That's and how, right. How He can make your life better. Yep. And He's saying in Matthew six thirty three in the in the verses prior to that, don't worry about what you're going to eat or wear or or, or or things in this life because I'll help you with them. I'll provide them with you. Seek Me first. I'm the most important thing. That's so right. what He is. <laughs> he certainly is. So. You know, I also remember a time in the Bible where the Lord caused Isaac to reap a hundredfold in the same year that there was a terrible famine in the, in the earth. Another miracle. Exactly. And I know this, God doesn't change. In the last book of the Old Testament, Micah 3.6, it says, I, the Lord, do
1: not change. And in the New Testament, it also says in Hebrews 13.8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So,
0: if God doesn't change, then his will for us doesn't change either. No. In Acts 10.34, Peter said, in truth, I perceive God shows no partiality. He's not a respecter of persons. No. You see, God has revealed his nature to us and his will for us in his word. He said in John 10, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That's great news, isn't it? Oh yeah. I wanna have life more abundantly. Absolutely, who doesn't want a more abundant life? I've, I've often said Jesus knows how to make my life better than I know how to make my That's life. That's right. He knows how to make me happier than I know how to make me There's happy. a lot
1: of truth in that. Yeah.
0: But to be beneficiaries of this blessing, of this abundant living, we must first know what his word says, and then we have to be willing To follow his ways, right? Yep. Well, the third point I want to make, the truth, is we are his witnesses. I want you guys to know that when other people panic, you can have peace. You can find rest in the midst of the turmoil caused by this pandemic.
1: Let go and let God. It's one of my favorite sayings. That's right.
0: And we can do this because we know in whom we have believed and we are fully persuaded, fully convinced that he is is able to keep us. Why? Because his word says so. It's his promise. Yeah. But the problem is that there are many, many people who don't know him as Lord of their life. They don't know how to hear from him because they don't know his word very well. Sad but true. And so they don't comprehend or really understand what Bible faith is or the power that it has.
1: And you know, our podcasts <clears> are our way of walking in faith. Through his grace and love, we want to share with others how God really is the answer to everything.
0: Absolutely. He's the answer to everything. He's 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 everything himself. He is everything. He's, he's the God great I am. He's love. <laughs> what is God? He is everything.
1: I am. Yeah,
0: I am. Well, the... Fourth truth point I want to make to everyone is we are overcomers. In 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says, Thanks be to God who always leads us in
1: triumph. And in Romans 8.37, it says, And all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us.
0: Praise God for that. Now, like I said, for this to work in your life... I encourage you, our listeners, to join with us, join with me and DJ, and all the other uh, born-again, faith-believing, Bible-believing Christians, and just flat-out refuse to entertain or consider anything except complete, overwhelming victory in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that sounds radical, and it is, but then again, so was Jesus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we are his disciples, right? We are his followers. Yeah. These aren't just my ideas. In First John, five fourteen, it says. No, five four. I'm sorry. Yes, five four. It says, "This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith." Right. So you can see what a big deal faith is. And like we said before, you know, doubt and fear don't exist where faith exists. In other words, you can't be in fear... And in faith at the same time. ...and in worry and in faith at the same time.
1: Right. It's one or the other. It's not both. Exactly.
0: Uh, DJ, this life we're living, it's only temporary, with or without the coronavirus. Yeah. I believe that God wants us to fully enjoy life. I know that's true. But really, to make the best of our lives... We need to keep our heart, our soul, our mind focused on our relationship with our loving Heavenly Father and our eternal destination.
1: Well, it's the most important thing. Absolutely. It's the most important thing in our entire life. Absolutely.
0: So today, we want to look at and discuss Bible prophecy. Now, there are many, many ways to verify the reliability of the Bible such as the literary consistency and agreement between its 40-plus authors, as well as all the scientific facts that are in the Bible, which we discussed last week, right? Yep.
1: If you haven't watched that podcast, check it out. We really enjoyed
0: it. And another intriguing topic that proves the Bible to be true is prophecy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The purpose of prophecy in the Bible is stated by God himself, in Isaiah 46, I think
1: starting around verse 9, DJ, want to read that? Yep. Remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass. Well, there, there it is from God himself.
0: Uh, I don't know how much plainer he could make it. <laughs> you know, I'll say this. If something repeatedly predicts the future accurately, anybody can see
1: that there's something supernatural taking place right here. Right. right? Like if you go to a fortune teller and she tells you everything that's going to happen for the next day, you'd think, well, that's a weird, that's weird. Something's going on.
0: Yeah. Well, fortune tellers speak in a lot of generalities and usually don't get everything right. But But if they did, you'd think something's going on. If they did, that's right. Well, because there are so many prophecies in the Bible, it's simply not difficult at all to see that it is divine in origin. Mm -hmm. In fact, there are so many fulfilled
1: prophecies in the Bible, it was hard for us to know where to begin when we started to study. Right. Well, I mean, while we were researching, we discovered that the Bible has hundreds of historical prophecies that have been fulfilled, but for the sake of time... I mean, we don't want to go into every single one. That would take forever. Well, when I was researching this out, I started writing them all
0: down, and I realized I was compiling a book thicker than the Bible. (laughs) They're already all in the Bible anyway. We'd we'd be talking about Bible prophecies, trying to explain them all and
1: go over them all for the next five years. And it wouldn't be a very interesting podcast series. (laughs) So instead, for the sake of time, we decided to concentrate only on Old Testament prophecies about Jesus. I mean... He is, of course, our Savior and the reason for our faith.
0: Well, the Bible says he is the father of our faith, right? The author of our faith. Author of our faith, exactly. Well, DJ, Bible scholars say that there are more than 300 prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament, and we found a lot of them, didn't we? That's a lot. 300. These, These prophecies are specific enough that the mathematical probability of, just, of Jesus fulfilling even just a handful of them, let alone all of them, mm-hmm. is extremely improbable, if not totally humanly impossible. Interesting. You know, there's a guy named Peter Stoner, and he's the chairman of the Department of Mathematics at Pasadena College. So he's got some credentials. Exactly. And he studied just eight specific biblical prophecies concerning Jesus. He came up with extremely conservative probabilities for each one being fulfilled, and then he considered the likelihood of Jesus fulfilling all eight of these prophecies.
1: And you know the conclusion of his research? It was staggering. The probability that Jesus would satisfy all eight prophecies was just 1 in 10 to the 17th power. You know how big that number is, Dad?
0: Mm, I know, but I think you're going to tell
1: me. It's 1 in one. Quintillion. I
0: don't know that number.
1: <laughs> if you take, you know, a billion, if you go one higher than a billion, it's a trillion. Go one higher than a trillion, it's a quadrillion. If you go one higher than a quadrillion, it's a quintillion.
0: All I know is Donald Trump says millions and billions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As Joe Biden would say, billion, trillion. <laughs> hey, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's more money than I have in my pocket. <laughs> and... Uh, that guy, Peter Stoner, he demonstrated it like this. If you mark one in 10 silver dollars mm-hmm. and place them in a hat and then ask a blindfolded man to draw one, his chances are obviously just one in 10. That makes sense, right? Right. we in, in 10. Now, suppose you take one quintillion silver dollars okay. and lay them across the entire state of te- Texas. Okay. They would cover the entire state two feet deep. No. You know, two feet deep. The entire state? The entire state. That's a lot of silver dollars. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to have all those silver dollars? That's how many one in one quintillion is? How many quint? That's how many quintillion silver dollars there are. Wow. Okay. Now, if you take one of these silver dollars and mark it and then ask the same blindfolded man to find it, he can travel wherever he wishes, but he must pick up the one silver dollar and say, this is the marked one. Okay. What chance would he have of getting the right one? Hmm. Slim to none. I prefer none. <laughs> well, that's the same chance that the prophet had when he was writing just these eight prophecies and having them all come true in any wow. one man.
0: Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? That is crazy. This this guy, this what's his name, Peter Stoner. Yes, that's he said. He's a mathematical genius. Yep, apparently. And he said he knows and, what one quintillion is. And he said that's the same probability. That's the same probability of just eight of these prophecies only of, eight only eight of them
1: and we said that there's over 300 wow if it was one in quintillion for just eight i wonder what it is for all 300
0: did all proven to become true yeah so what does all this fulfilled prophecy prove well i'll tell you this dj in the ancient biblical laws they were very careful to use prophecy as a pretty um stout measuring stick you know, if someone claimed to be a prophet and yet his predictions didn't come true, his writings were abandoned and they certainly didn't make it into the scriptures. Uh, even Moses was careful to set this high standard for prophets and he, he stated this in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 18, I think it's verse
1: 21 and 22. Yep, it says in Deuteronomy twenty-one, but you may wonder. No, verse, okay, 18. oh Deuteronomy eighteen, 18. twenty-one. Yeah, my there bad. You go. But you may wonder how will we know whether or not a prophecy is from the Lord? If the prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his prediction does not happen or come true, you will know that the Lord did not give that message. The prophet has spoken without my authority and need not be feared. Wow, so that's God speaking through
0: Moses telling Moses what standard to use. That's right. No wonder all the Bible prophecy is proven to be true because God ordained it that way. That's right. Well, today as believers in Jesus Christ, we believe the Bible to be the inspired true word of God largely
1: because of fulfilled prophecy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a biggie. I want to talk about one of the most important one of the most important and eye-opening prophecies in the entire Bible. Okay. What's that? It was written by the great prophet Isaiah, who you previously mentioned. Oh, I know what you're going to read. (laughs) He lived, Isaiah lived about 700 years before Jesus was born, so about 700 BC. Wow, okay. So keep that in mind while I'm reading this chapter, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, that's a famous chapter. Yep, here we go. And it's a good one. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? He's talking about God's will, God's plan. Right, right. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. He looked like an ordinary guy. Nothing to attract us to him. Talking about Jesus, mm-hmm. he, he looks like a normal, ordinary guy. Mm-hmm. He, you know, and I like, like the Hollywood yeah. uh,
0: movies that have him looking
1: like. Uh, you got beautiful eyes, beautiful hair, yeah. attractive he, guy. You're he just
0: ordinary. And you know what? That's that's inspiration for people to say, well, I can't do that, or I'm not good enough, or I don't look good enough. You know, DJ, even as ugly as you are, there's hope for you.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think Jesus had a big white beard like you do. You didn't have my glasses either. Oh, no, your cool spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We continuing on, I'm on 53, verse 3 now. He was despised and rejected. Moses had a white beard,
0: though. After he came down from the burning bush. It, did,
1: it didn't say Moses oh, okay. was unattractive. Okay. He had nothing to that's, attract. That's to. right. It's <laughs> just Jesus we're talking about here. Carry on. Okay, Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him, and he looked the other way. He was despised, and we did not care. It's talking about when he was crucified. That's right. People didn't care that he was getting crucified. No one... Well, Car- they, they wanted to let the, the the murderer go. Yeah, they were given the option to let the murderer go free or Jesus, and they picked the murderer. Mm. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Hmm. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. I remember
0: the uh, the story of Jesus' crucifixion. The one soldier was mocking Jesus on the cross and said, if you're the son of God... Ask your God to let you down off
1: this cross. Yeah. But he was doing it for... for that soldier. For everybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: where was People I? People understand, did they?
1: No. Well, uh, I'm on 53 verse 5 now. Go ahead. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. With his stripes, you are healed. Yep. You know, Jesus took one less lashing that people survive through. Then the average man would kill, would die for him. Yeah, he took one less than that. And that was before he was even put up on the cross. Wow. Each one of those. And he did that for our sicknesses, for our diseases. Right. Each one of those lashings was so we could be healed. The coronavirus is not from God. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. <laughs> we have left God's path to follow our own. And how more true is that today?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yet the Lord laid it all on him, the sins of us all. You know, I will say this, DJ, not to interrupt you, but Keep I, I want to say
0: this. Today on television, on Fox News.
1: When we're filming this, it's
0: Thursday. I don't know, I what, day, I don't day don't know what day it is. It's With the coronavirus, I don't know what well, day it well, anyway, is. Well, anyway, is it the 6th? 7th, May 7th. Yeah. Well, anyway, we saw on Fox News today. I guess today is National Prayer Day, mm-hmm. and then Fox News they has a, had the president, and the vice president, and his wife, and and uh, some members of uh, I don't know faith who else. leaders. Yeah, all the faith leaders, and they were talking about the Lord and talking praying. about God, and it was so good to see. Except it was only on Fox News. Yeah, we turned the channel to the other major news networks, and none of them were covering. Only it. Fox News. It was. You know, th- nobody else is covering it. It's weird. Yeah, but if they were talking something else, something about the world or, or something. Trump's impeachment. Ugh, it'd be candled by everybody. Yeah. I just thought that was so ironic. It was nice to see that, though. It was nice to see that. It was nice to see, finally, our leader, our president, talking
1: about God. Okay, I'm on 53, verse okay, 7. Go now. ahead. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He knew what he had to do. Mm-hmm. He was led like a lamb to slaughter, and as a sheep, is silent before the shears. He did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people, of all of us. He had done no wrong. He had never deceived anyone. He was Spot, perfect, spotlessly. That's guy. right. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. Now, how would Isaiah know that 700 years before Jesus was all even born? All of that. All of that. Yeah, all of it. But it's reading this, it's like reading Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John's account. Like they were there. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his shows life- Shows how much he loves us. It shows how much he loves us. When his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. We're all his descendants. He will enjoy a long life in heaven and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous were counted righteous through Jesus for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. You know what I find the most interesting about this chapter, Dad? What? Isaiah wrote it all in the past tense. That's how confident he was that he knew this was going to happen. Well, he heard directly from God and he knew it. Right. I mean, if you heard directly from God that you're getting a new car tomorrow, you'd be pretty sure you're getting a new car tomorrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... It kind of reminds me of the New Testament verse that said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whomsoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life in heaven. That's right. And well, the purpose of Isaiah's prophecy here is to let us know that God exists, right? And that he has a plan for this world. Yeah. In the New Testament, Paul said in Romans chapter
1: 1, Something along this effect, DJ. Uh, Beginning of Romans. Beginning of Romans. Yeah, read it. It says this letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle, and sent out to preach his good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets, and in his holy script in his holy scriptures. The good news is about his son. In his earthly life he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the Son of God when he had was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Wow. Well, we
0: can see that by the foretelling of persons, places, and events, there's hundreds, hundreds of them. We're talking about Jesus right here in in, in Isaiah, but there's literally a lot of proven prophecy that's come true. Uh, Persons, places, and events hundreds of years prophesied before they actually happened <laughs> it's crazy uh, the Bible demonstrates a knowledge of our future in the earth's future that is far too specific specific and and too intelligent and too um, accurate <clears throat> to be labeled as chance or, or just some sort of lucky guess mm-hmm. you know one or two maybe you could you could write it off to that but well I mean just eight was one in quintillion (laughs) yeah let alone 300 right yep and by giving examples of fulfilled prophecy the scripture itself gives a strong testimony to its divine inspiration right that's right you know the apostle Peter absolutely testified to this in second Peter uh, chapter one I think around verse 19
1: Chapter 1, verse 19. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines in your hearts. Boy, read that again, that last one. What you, it says, you must pay attention. You must pay on. attention. Yeah, read that from there on. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place wow. until the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines in your hearts. Wow. Wow. I don't know what else to say to that. I mean, that's that's,
0: that's sums everyth- it up. that sums it up. That's everything. That's why we believe, right? That's yeah. our faith. So you can see that Bible prophecies are evidence provided to us for, verica- for verification of God's holy word, mm-hmm. the truth in it. Also, and I think this is a remarkable, DJ, not even a single prophecy from the Bible has been proven by man to be false. That's crazy. Not even one. It's crazy. There are many prophecies that still remain in our future that haven't been fulfilled yet, but all the ones that have come to pass have been verified to be true. Hmm. Thousands of prophecies from scriptures
1: have been fulfilled. Before you go on, I I kind of want to interject here. We said that just the prophecies about Jesus was for eight was one in one quintillion, Mm -hmm. and we don't know what it would be for L300, but think about the thousands of prophecies that were fulfilled in the Bible oh, man. outside of Jesus, what the chances of that would be. <sighs> and, and Just so, that fact uh, alone should be enough to make you look at the Bible and say, there's something going on there.
0: There's so many of them that talk about rulers and lands and kingdoms and principalities and, 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 and things. Uh, things that are even happening today. Types of people and countries that have come in and out of existence, and archaeology is discovering right. some of those that, that science didn't even know existed, and
1: archaeology digs it up and finds, wow, that
0: that verifies what was said in the Bible. So
1: what would be the chance that the Bible got all of these prophecies correct? I'd like to see someone do that research. Well, you know why? It's true.
0: Mm. Because God's perfect. That's right. And God knows everything. Yep and aren't you glad you serve a god
1: like that i am
0: what other kind of god would that's the only kind of god i want to serve right an all-knowing perfect god that makes me feel good yeah Huh. yeah gives us hope makes you know you're following the right god that's right i can do all things through christ who strengthens me that brings that scripture to life Mm -hmm. it makes it possible i encourage all of our listeners dj do your research search the scripture Look into these Old Testament Bible prophecies. I know this, it will increase your faith
1: and in- increase your belief in God. Yes, it will. So now we have discussed fulfilled prophecy today. And in previous podcasts, we elaborated on the scientific facts in the Bible. That was our last one. Mm-hmm. And then a few podcasts ago, we talked about the complexity of the universe, God's creation, right, and the perfection of the human body. Well, all this. If you haven't watched any of those, go back and watch them. We highly recommend it. We we think our content was great, but you can be the judge of that. Well, we want to help people with their questions
0: about is God real, is the Bible true, that they may not get by just attending church or without really studying the Bible. And I believe we've provided more than enough evidence, not just our theories and ideas, but Bible facts, evidence, to prove that God is real and the Bible's true. We believe it. Absolutely, because it's truth. The Bible says the truth will set you free. Aren't you glad of that, DJ? Well, DJ, that's it for today.
1: Yep. Uh, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week, but I'm sure it'll be good. We're going to probably lighten things up a little bit, not so much information-based, maybe just more of a conversation.
0: Sure. Sure. Well continue to contact us. We love to hear from you. We appreciate all your comments. Yep. And uh, your emails. No one's emailed
1: us. Oh well, no one has. No, they they comment. And Somebody message. please email us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Is email I, I, old school. Yeah. You're oh. the only one that emails nowadays. Oh, so what do they do? What do people do nowadays? They tweet. Tweet. Text. Oh. And the president tweets. Yeah. Okay, well, that's enough for today. Well, well I
1: wanted to mention okay. that our podcast is now available on a bunch of different platforms. I did oh. a lot of work to make them available Wow, on all sorts we're, of platforms. We're expanding? So if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for watching. Um, We've also got this podcast on Spotify. It's been on Spotify since day one. But now we've got it on Apple Podcasts. Wow. We're excited about that. Yeah. We got the podcast on Google Podcasts. Wow. We're on Google. We're going global. (laughs) And a bunch of other uh, podcast platforms. So if you watch podcasts- They haven't kicked us off? No. They let us on there? They let us on there. Wow. They even did a review to make sure we were good. (laughs) So if you watch podcasts on any different platform, check and see if we're on there. If you want to see all the platforms we're on, go to our Anchor account. It's anchor.fm slash rebornreport, and all the links are on there.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it.
1: Share this with your friends. Absolutely. If you know someone who will enjoy this conversation, share this with them. God's a
0: good God and he loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. He he will make your life better, I guarantee it.
1: Thank you for listening. Have a nice week. Goodbye. Good night. How do you know it's nighttime when they're watching this? Good day.